This podcast is brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. Thanks for listening. The passage we're thinking about today is from Mark's Gospel. Written by one of the followers of Jesus, it gives the account of his words and deeds. And in this passage, the Garden of Gethsemane, it takes place on a Thursday night. But this is no ordinary Thursday. This is the Thursday before the very first Good Friday. Which means, in other words, in just a few hours, Jesus is going to be hung up on a cross, crucified, and die. The Jesus we meet in the garden is not what we expect. All through Mark's Gospel, we've encountered a Jesus who is strong, who is in control. We've seen him healing the sick, casting out demons, and even when he predicted his own death, he did it with uh, composure and collectedness. But here in the garden, we see him deeply distressed and troubled. We hear him confiding to his disciples that my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And the question is, why? Why is Jesus going through such distress of soul? We understand that he knows in a matter of hours he is going to be facing a cruel and violent death. But there have been so many others, so many Christians who in church history have faced cruel and violent deaths as well, like being fed to the lions of their own crucifixion or being burned at a stake. And yet they have faced their deaths with greater poise and confidence than Jesus. Is this a case of the students outdoing the master? Why is Jesus so distressed at the prospect of his death? Because he is facing something more than just his death. It's something to do with the cup. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Ever, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. This cup is referring to God's wrath, God's righteous and holy anger. Poured out on rebels who have chosen to go their own way. Poured out on sinners who refuse to acknowledge him as Lord. Symbolically, this cup is God's wrath stored up for rebels and sinners who have to face God's judgment. But many of us might protest, I'm not a rebel. I'm not a sinner. I'm not as bad as those people. Those people that, yeah, they might deserve God's judgment, but, but not me. Well, let me ask you in this story, whether the son in this story is a good son or a bad son. 
So imagine this is your son. This is your son and he has good grades. I mean, good grades, that counts for a lot in Singapore. And not only does he have good grades, he washes his own dishes, he takes the initiative to wash his own clothes. I mean, he even folds and irons his clothes. Now, many of us would consider that to be a good son. But what if I told you that this son of yours, and even though you've been a good parent, every time he talks on the phone and refers to you, it seems as if you have already died. When he walks past you in the hallway, he doesn't acknowledge you. When you call out to him, he doesn't even answer. He pretends he didn't hear you. And as I said, it's not because you've been a bad parent. You have been a better parent than than any of your friends. But yet, this son of yours lives in your house, eats the food that you put on the table, and he thinks of you as dead. He does not honor and respect you as his parent. No, no, this is not a good son. This is a bad son. And just like us, we live in God's world. We drink his water, we breathe his air, and yet we do not live in reference to him. We do not give him the honor and thanks and worship that he deserves. No, no. We are rebels. We are sinners. Rebels and sinners who deserve God's judgment. In the garden, we learn the reality of God's judgment against our sin. Because we have not acknowledged Him as God, we have rebelled, we have gone our own way. And so the reality of our sin means the reality of His judgment. And so there is the reality of a cup filled with God's wrath, God's judgment that is stored up for us, that is for us to drink. Can you understand why Jesus is so distressed now? He is not just distressed at the prospect of his violent death. No, no. He is distressed at the prospect, at the horrific prospect that he is going to drink the cup of God's wrath on behalf of sinners. The wrath and judgment that you and I deserve to face, He is going to stand in our place. He is going to face God's judgment and drink it for us. This is the good news of Good Friday. Why the message of Good Friday is so good is because there is an empty cup. The cup that was once filled with God's wrath and judgment that you and I had to drink. On that Good Friday, Jesus has stood in our place. He has drunk it bone dry so that there is not even a drop left for us to drink. In the garden, we also learn that there is only one way to God. We see Jesus pleading with his Father, If it's possible, take this cup from me. 
But the answer from the Father is silence. Because there is no other way. In order for sinful men and women to be saved, the perfect Son of God must stand in our place. He must drink the cup for us. And so how wrong it is for us to think that there are many ways to God. Just be a good person, be sincere in what you believe. No, there is only one way to God. And so because Jesus knows this, at the end of his prayer he says, Yet not what I will, but what you will. And so on Good Friday, Jesus goes to the cross. He dies on behalf of sinful men and women. He drinks the cup for us so that the one way to God is now made possible. In the garden, we learn just how much God has loved us. I wonder if you've heard of the Bible's most famous verse, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. I wonder if you can see the connection between the Bible's most famous verse and our passage in the garden. This is how much God has loved us. That He has given His Son. The Son who came willing to drink the cup that we deserve to drink, so that instead of dying the death we deserve, we can now have eternal life. Can you see this is how much God has loved us. This is how much He has loved the world. Will you, on this Good Friday, come to realize and receive this love? This love that stands the Son, the Son willing to drink the cup of God's wrath in your place so that you and I do not have to drink it ourselves. Thanks for listening to this podcast brought to you by Bethany Trinity Presbyterian Church. For more information, visit us online at bcpc.sg.com.